2: PodcastOne.com presents the Ask Women podcast, uh-huh. a place where three female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind.
0: You don't know how I feel,
2: and explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women.
0: Welcome to Ask Women, the show that gets you inside the female brain. Well, you're welcome. Today I am Haley White, and I am joined with. Uh, Best selling author and relationship expert Marnie Kinris. Hello. And our lovely co host comedian Kristen Carney. Boo. <laughs> Boo. And we're bringing on Mo, our producer, to represent the dude perspective, which is oh so important. Here's so Mo. important. It's a lot of pressure on Mo.
3: What's up, dudes?
0: We need you. It's a lot of estrogen going on, and we definitely need you here. I'm, I even out though. I, I think I bring a little of the testosterone side.
4: I'm definitely <laughs> lacking on the o- estrogen levels. So it two two. it's yes, two and two. It's two and two today. It, I like well, it. It. it's it's uh, two and a half and one and a half. Does yes. that make sense? That's why I mathematically. Like you though. You're, you're my favorite
0: cynical person. It's like you keep it real.
4: Yeah. Like my glass right now is like. Fuller, but I literally look at it and I'm like, No no no, it's pretty much empty. <laughs> I have coffee and, and
1: I don't know. Like there's nothing. I look at it and, and I'm like and it's done.
4: Literally I look at the coffee and I think, Okay, there's caffeine in there, but it's not gonna do anything for me anyway. Why am I even drinking
1: this? <laughs> oh so <my> God. <laughs> it's a happy life, ladies it's and a happy gentlemen. life. Well did you
0: guys have a fun weekend? Did you get into anything crazy?
1: Nothing too crazy, just some barbecues, and then I literally just sat on the couch all day on Monday watching the new season of Arrested Development, a few sunny, okay. good, sunny Can Philadelphia talk shows. talk about that just Amazing. for a second?
0: I know it's a little off topic, but like, what did you think about it? It was not so good. Okay, thank you.
3: It was not a good first episode.
0: Or second or third. Yeah. It was not. Mm. So what I heard is that because of the um, cast conflicting schedules, they basically had to work around that. That's why each episode is centered around one um, character.
4: Oh, it's kind of like yeah. our podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. which actually I wasn't here last weekend. and Danielle's not here today you'll get to know us all eventually together but yes just like that I, I just felt like it wasn't like the old show at all it's no it wasn't totally like the old thing. show at
1: all I didn't get the same feeling it didn't feel as authentic it felt forced yeah didn't enjoy it as much I f- never
4: want to admit this but I've never really watched a full episode of what? Arrested Development and doing be. stand-up and whatnot it's like a deep dark secret
0: not anymore. It's like I, I exactly have to come out of the I just knows. came out to everyone. You just came I, out. They know. You are out of the closet you now. No, I,
3: I think it's funny, but it's not that funny.
0: It's just weird. It's like weird. I always got into like the weird of it because it was kind of just really fucking quirky and like strange. And, well, there was nothing else and like it Tobias at that time. Gay. I mean, can you? I mean, yeah, David Cross. Gay. Yeah, he's
1: amazing. I see him walking around my neighborhood all the time with his wife. I walked They're into a restaurant one time and he he's was there. He's not gay. No, No, he's with Amber, whatever her name is, who's like super sexy and so much younger. Yeah, he's very much not gay. Yeah, very much not gay. But uh, his wife is hot. The one thing I do know about the show is his character,
4: how he throws in the gay... Yeah. the gay nuances all the time all the and time the only reason I know is because my boyfriend will play clips of it for me but he only plays those clips of him
1: inserting because that was one of the funniest so, parts so you're
3: saying for all our bald listeners yes uh, who are kind of not too good looking they could get a hot absolutely oh, yeah. well they
1: have to become
0: famous first okay. right <laughs> or be a little bit funny (laughs) and maybe wear jean shorts all the time because tobias was never nude he always wore jean shorts or like exactly cutoffs
1: or like a big green suit and painting his face yeah he was a wacky wacky character i'm into bald frankly If you guys really, I know, I like it. It's better than like, oh my God, I, where was I where I saw this guy with the worst comb over I've ever seen in my entire life. Like literally, probably my hometown. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, (laughs) that was the Getty this weekend. And there was a guy sitting there with this horrible comb over and I couldn't stop staring at him. It's much better to go bald. It's super sexy. It's nice and soft. Yeah. If you own it, then, then it's good. For everyone who can't see Mo right now, he is, he's. Bald, but
4: he's chosen to shave the rest off, which is a super respectable move. I think because I there's no shame in that. It's an embrace and it's an embracement. If you're doing the comb over, you're desperately trying to hide something that you hate about yourself. Exactly. When, when you do something like Mo, it's like, yeah, that's a sexy man Yeah. because there's confidence in it. It's a strong oh, man. Yeah.
3: You know, I realized that hair and men's confidence are so closely tied together, especially my dad. I watched my dad just like comb whatever he had left for like the last <laughs> 20 years. So when I started losing my hair, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own this up. Yeah. You no, if I could still get women, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I shaved it and, and women liked it yeah. and I was okay with it. Yeah. Well yeah. you get a lot of yeah. women That's touching so your out. head, yeah.
1: right? You get a lot of women touching your head. It's a
3: lot of head touching. Let me
1: feel that. What does it feel That's like? That's really what men want at the end of the now day. And are like, I own it here. Touch is it. Go ahead. Yeah. It is really I love rough. it. Well, okay, so when I was sitting on the couch on Monday, um, I watched the season premiere of The Bachelorette. Do you guys watch that show? Mm-hmm. I just watched a spoof Luckily. Of no. it. Right. Oh my yeah. god, I love burning love. I thought that it's anyway, but to go back to the Bachelorette, I want to talk about it because you know, as you know, on the Bachelorette, and maybe people don't know who are listening. The Bachelorette is this one woman, and they have twenty-five guys trying to win her love, win her heart, and eventually are you propose to her. The at the very... like no one's yes. ever heard of it. And so what happens? Well, I don't know. Maybe they've never heard of it before. I don't watch it, but I do know you how have it works. To remember, there's others who are listening, not just there's us. other people with lives. Exactly, uh. unlike me. So Monday night watching the Bachelorette, and so I wanted to talk about some of the guys who were introducing themselves to her because I w- I really want to today about first impressions Mm -hmm. um because all all four of us actually are in relationships which are at different levels um so i want to know you know why you like your man and why you want to keep him but i'll explain the bachelorette situation first so there was this one guy who introduced himself he comes out of the limo and he introduces himself to the bachelorette and typically on the bachelor or bachelorette near the end of the series when there's two guys left on one of the dates, they give the guy this card that he's supposed to hand to the girl where it says, you know, you can choose to forgo your own separate rooms and here is like an amazing suite that you can have together if you choose to do so. And there's like a special key, blah, blah. It's called the fantasy suite. And usually they're connected at that point. They know each other. So if she's like, yeah, I want to go have sex with you off camera. Let's go do it. But so this one guy who approached the bachelorette, he's never met her before, gets out of the limo and he, as a joke, hands her this card and she opens it up and it's 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 the same reading of that card that usually happens like 8 weeks later and Right away, you could see her get very uncomfortable because what he was saying is like, "Let's just go up to the fantasy suite." So for her right now, she's like in princess land. You know, she's she's driving a Benz, which Someone she's just never done said before. they want to fuck yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she, yeah, she's like, she's like, "I'm expecting men on white horses," and you're like, "Want to go fuck in the bathroom?" Like it, it, it does not compute for right. her. So it made her very uncomfortable, Aww. and she's like, "You're Aww. not." paying attention to what's going on here and you're not like living out my dream. So I know this is a long story, but throughout the night, he continued to say, let's go to the fantasy suite. Let's go to the fantasy suite. Was she laughing to kind of dismiss it? No, she she was getting actually upset. She was getting uncomfortable. You could see her body language being a little bit strange and she wasn't really responding. She would give like a little laugh, which are the subtle signs that a woman is not interested in you. And she was trying to find an easy out. So when some other guy came up and said, oh, can I steal you away? She's like, yep, you can steal me away and went with him and he kept taking her back and saying do you want to go to the fantasy suite and he kept like leading her and she finally said you're making me uncomfortable i'm not going with you so the whole point of the story is talking about like what you can and can't do when you first interact with somebody and i wanted to know your opinions as to why is that not appropriate and why did she get uncomfortable from doing that well, I think for anybody, the first time that you're actually with someone,
0: you're not ready to fuck. I mean, at least for me, it depends on the person. But, like, you need to get to know them first. You can't just open up. That can't be your opener. Like, that's just common sense. Like, nice you just want to fuck. I mean, unless you're both <laughs> on the same page and it's a different type of story. But, like, yeah, if you actually are there to date someone, the bachelor's all about, I mean, marriage and say that in air quotes. But yeah. it's, it's like, you know... Talk to me first, at least for a little bit.
4: But some, like a move like this on a reality show, that's a great way to get ratings. And it's a yes. great way to get your name out there as whoever this character is to possibly get his own show. I mean, there's so many different motivations as to why this guy might be doing this.
1: Yes. you know for sure I honestly he's a lawyer from like Tennessee I don't think that he was thinking like oh I'm gonna be the next bachelor if I make this move I really think that he thought this will catch her attention it'll be cute kind of funny and then maybe we'll actually go to the fantasy suite won't have sex but maybe we'll talk and I'll get that alone time with her so I don't I don't think but maybe that was a direction the, the he was first going. time around I the first time around, it's like, okay, I get it. That was original. It's
4: different. No one else. That was ballsy. No one else would do that. But then when you keep doing it, it becomes a little rapey. Yeah. 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 Where it gets creepy. So, I mean, what? I'm kind of confused. What's your question again? Because I feel like it's such a... My question is, why is that
1: not appropriate or why is that not funny because, because it's rapey the end but what do you mean I, it's rapey? I
3: think it's in context if a guy is really confident and he does it in a playful way the girl might laugh it off and be like well at least buy me a drink first you know something like right that. exactly and if you're a guy and all you're looking for is sex yeah i guess you can open with that but be ready to say that to 10 women because you're probably probably going to get smacked about exactly. eight times. Yeah,
1: and then, for sure. And then
3: two of them will be game. And, you know, I've, I've known guys it's like the that. The numbers game. And they always go home with a girl at the end of the night.
1: Huh. Oh, for sure. And yeah. she's
3: not the prettiest girl. But, you know, those guys really don't care. Maybe he was doing right. it
4: to the producers. <laughs> to better his odds. He's just yeah. kind of doing it the whole show to any woman who walked <laughs> by. But we just couldn't see it. Right.
3: But, but on a reality yeah. show where a woman's looking for a husband, that's a bad idea.
4: Yeah, the whole idea of being on a reality show looking for a husband is a bad idea to begin with. So I don't have any sympathy <laughs> for the Bachelorette.
1: Really? No, God, no. No. why is it a bad you're, idea? You're you doing yourself, it to get famous, right? Like yeah.
4: you put yourself on this platform. This is this is what it is. Like you can't expect everyone to march in line to the same drum and be these perfect gentlemen on this national TV show. You're putting yourself. But isn't in the situation. that what we
1: expect in general? That we yeah, in real life, not on. But why is it that, That's that's her real life now. Even though it's elevated to being filmed and on camera for the rest of the world to see, that is still her reality. Right, but again,
4: it's like when you choose to put yourself in a situation, like, I unfortunately chose to move to Los Angeles. Now I have to suffer the consequences. You know what I mean? It's like if I stayed home in my podunk town and just, I I wouldn't be able to blame... Everyone for like what my situation was. It's just like I put myself here. I'm going to be subjected to this, that, this and that and the bum pooping on the side of the street. (laughs) You know, that's my real life because I chose to put myself in that position. So the guy doing that, it's trashy, but it's also for TV and They'll both move on and, you know,
1: but but let's let's sorry, let's use this as an example of reality. Like, let's say this wasn't a television show and put yourselves in a similar situation. And some guy who you haven't really talked to yet comes up to you and does state his intention of literally just wanting sex from you. How does that make you feel? And why do you feel that way? I think at first it is funny,
0: to be honest, like it's it is kind of hilarious. I can see why Mo's friend like actually goes home with some of that low hanging fruit. You know, (laughs) it's like it makes sense. But after like one or two times, it's absolutely like, look, you're not going to get laid. It's getting weird. Please don't rate me.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) please don't rate me. Yeah. Okay. but So so the first time he says it, it's funny.
0: It's kind of it could be kind of funny. It's, you know, you don't unless he says it,
1: unless he says it
4: and then just stares in your eyes the entire time he says it. Then that gets creepy. It's like, I don't know you and you're looking at me very intently. Well, it feels animalistic. Right. But if he did say it in a way where he he was kind of being suave and I I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I could kind of go back and forth with this like bullshit fest with him. But if he continued it, it's weird because you're a human being. And I think when women are, aren't seen beyond the sexual side of themselves, mm-hmm. then you just start to feel like less of a, less of a human. You have opinions, you have thoughts, you have feelings. And especially as a woman, you want those to be known, potentially like someone like me to the whole world, you know? And so when one guy who's interested in your body isn't interested in your words or your thoughts, or your brain, it's a super turnoff.
1: Well, that that's sounds the number a good one.
4: Answer.
3: It's the
0: number one turnoff, I think. Yeah,
3: and and I think also like guys, it's just guys are we're crazy. Like we think about sex all the time. So when we see a woman at the bar, like the first thing we're thinking about is having sex with her and how that's going to be. And I feel like a lot of guys, what they do is even when they say hello to a woman or like have their first opening line like their their words are saying hey how are you my name's mo but their eyes and their action are saying do you
1: want to go have sex you're all animals i feel naked right now and i'm not even listening to a word you say yes well i always say to guys it's the difference between need and want if a a Mm -hmm. guy's talking to me and like i can see that he is seeing past me not listening to my words and he needs me I, i get uncomfortable i put my arms across my body i feel violated i want to protect myself and get the fuck out of there as soon as possible but when i feel the desire from a man and the fact that he wants me but it's okay if nothing happens and that he could walk away and he has other options that's when i find it super sexy because there's that tension and curiosity that gets built up or put into its place of the need rather than want
3: now what if this happened a guy walks up to you at a bar and says god you are so sexy i want to have sex with you tonight and then walks away
4: I like that. That's cool. Says, I just got excited by that cool. sentence right there.
3: <laughs> never says another thing. I think
0: I got never. a boner.
3: <laughs> a lady boner.
0: Honestly, I, I, like, I like walking that. away cuz then you kind of you're like whoa. You plant the seed. And I don't want to give yep. it out as,
1: like, advice, or, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if this is something I should be... <laughs> Why not? Why not give that out? Because that's your honest opinion. Your honest opinion is, I like what you just said. It turned me on, and I can picture myself in that scenario, and I like it. But it's all about him walking away. Because the persistence, I
4: think, is where men lose women, is because that's where the desperation blossoms. But when you have this, I don't need you, but I want you, but I don't really care if that need is met, because I am, like, a... Stale, a white or a stallion, I don't know. A white stallion, <laughs> not how that just sounded weird. Um, then you're, you're intrigued because you're like, wait a second, why does he like want me but doesn't really want me? But why isn't he sticking around? Right. So there's that que- there's that mis- mystery. I mean, Dan- if Danielle was here, I feel like she would say the opposite. Like, no, I don't want to play. You know, the game. You know, whatever. But um, she's the first person who would give in to that shit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. So,
2: that's
4: true. But let me just say this too. I think we we mentioned we when we were chit chatting on the phone um, recently. We did just want to specify. I think that like s- some of us outside of Marnie are not experts. I am the furthest thing from an expert, so I guess a disclaimer is the right word. I mean, this is just, this is just conversation of us out talking about men and what we think in our own opinions and the best, for for our best scenario. We're all different people, so everyone, hopefully listening, might, understand a piece of Haley or a piece of Mo or a piece of me and Marnie. And so anyway, don't take anything I say specifically, literally, because I am I can't believe I'm in a five year relationship. It's a complete fluke. So,
0: again, just don't well, list, well, don't, don't listen, listen to why me. Do you say listen, that? Listen. Why do you think it's a fluke, though? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, how do, I mean, because obviously that takes a long time to, to be in that? That's a commitment. That's longer than even me. And I'm engaged. So, right.
4: well, I think um, I say it's a fluke because from the beginning there I've never been a dater I've never been you know I like to go out here and there and have some companionship but there was never for me this like need to just date I'm pretty I think I'm introverted to an extent and I'm also okay by myself so there was never this huge intention to find somebody um especially at a young age so The way it happened was, you know, through mutual friends, it wasn't like we were both out looking for each other. Yeah. So I think that's why it's a fluke, just because it was, it just happened. We didn't intentionally make it happen.
0: I really support like organic relationships, and I understand that in our day and age, it's like just by the nature of things, you meet people easier online and stuff. But it is nice to find to kind of have a buffer of a friend or mutual friends to kind of bring you together, right? Just because you feel like they're kind of vetted for already, right? And right. I feel a little bit safer, you know. That's kind of how we can oh, together as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one
3: of the best yeah. ways to meet girls is when exactly. you go out with a group of friends and. You know your buddy's girlfriend brings out one of her single friends and everyone knows she's on the market and already people could go, well, how is that, this guy? Oh, this she guy's and that's why you have to exactly. choose your friends
4: wisely, people. Because if you <laughs> yeah. have like, a bad set of friends, you're never going to meet anyone through them. Right? Or
3: a guy friend. there. I have a guy friend that no matter what, he will go after every single girl that's in a group, like it's his property. So mm-hmm. even if you can get it, like he's gonna cockblock you all night. Really?
1: Well, that's not a good friend. Don't be that guy. No, he's that guy. Open it up for some other people to, yeah,
0: he's to take a like taste this. the poo poo platter. Well, I wanted to
1: add yeah. on to your disclaimer a little bit, and and just to yes, say, just to say that this is entertainment. This is us having fun. Um, yes, I am an expert, but the thing is, is that I, this is an honest representation of women, women are equally as confused as the men that are listening or the people that are listening. So actually we're trying to work through things. So, you know, a lot of people wrote in saying, well, it seems like the women are wishy-washy and a little bit all over the place. Absolutely, because they're still trying to figure out things and hopefully that's what we get to is a resolution at the very end or at least a better understanding of where everybody else is coming from. Yeah, because when
4: you have a thought and you're alone and you think about that thought, your brain doesn't, I mean mine anyway, doesn't go that far. So when you get in a conversation, all of a sudden you start exploring other people's thoughts and then your own decisions can change. So yeah, yeah, I mean this is a totally natural. I'm going to
1: interrupt this because we have a caller. How dare you interrupt me, Caller. Hello. So this is, uh, this is Ian?
2: Yes, this is Ian. Hi, how are you?
1: Thanks for being our first Hi. caller. First caller! <laughs> All right. And probably the last.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, I will call back as many times. First one, I say, morning, I appreciate uh, you, you always posting that. I follow you on Facebook, so you put out some good things. I felt like it, it was time to call in.
1: Oh, awesome. Thanks th- oh, thanks for that. Now I'm blushing. <laughs> So, yeah, let's hear your question. We're happy to help and give advice. My,
2: my, my question is, uh, this kind of happened over, over this weekend. You, you put out a challenge for uh, for your followers to to uh, start a conversation, you know, over the Memorial Day weekend. And I did that. And uh, it actually happened, uh, I was flying to Colorado and I met this very nice lady. She's from New York. She's flying in to meet some of her friends. And we're at the baggage claim terminal, and things were going so great, but I I just couldn't think of what else to say. How to transition from, you know, we have this good banter going on to, how do I go about getting her number? Because it was it was such a short period of time. It was, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, anywhere from four to five, four to six minutes of conversation, and you know, she was reciprocating what I was saying. But I just, I was just really stuck until so when she was picking up her bags, my bags had not come down the little uh, carousel, and she was walking away, and I'm like, I'm letting the opportunity go away. I really didn't, I was just really stuck, and I was kind of mad because
1: hey Yeah, you she, wanted that number. You wanted her phone number. You didn't want it to end, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: I did, and I just didn't know how to transition from, hey, I'm this nice guy, which I am, and, <laughs> um, and it was just really good banter, you know, I'm asking what she does, she's asking me questions, and so I... I know she's that's, interested, but I know. That's great. Interested. So so Ian, it sounds like you guys
1: it. it sounds like you guys were having a connection or a possible connection. You were yeah. intrigued and in your mind you said, Okay, she's cool. I wanna ask for her phone number. So actually before I give an answer, I wanted mm. to open it up to Haley and yeah. see what she has to say.
0: Well, I think obviously she's sure. talking to you, Ian, so she's already interested. So you have to trust in that because if she wasn't interested, she wouldn't even be, you know, really engaging with you. So right. I, if I were you, I mean, I would say make it casual in a sense like maybe I could find you on Facebook because that way you're able to kind of see her a little bit more and approach her initially there without immediately getting her number. All
4: yeah, right. I agree. I agree with Haley. And I have to say, I mean, so many times I've been in that situation on the airplane because I like to talk on the plane. I'm afraid of flying and whatever I can do to <laughs> distract talk her. myself. Me yeah, too. yeah. So I you always have that like okay, like we'll probably never see each other again. Not that I'm saying this for me personally in like a, a right. romantic way, but you know, you strike up some sort of relationship on the plane and then you, before you know it, no one knows the etiquette. There's like no written rule on right. how to continue a it relationship. Hard. I met this, and I'm sorry, I won't, Make this all about me, but that's what I usually do. But <laughs> no, I I met this older couple actually from Pasadena on an airplane once. They were the best people I've ever met in my entire life, and even for me in that situation, I wanted to say like, how could I see you guys again? But you know, they're sixty 65, 70 years old, and it was weird. <laughs> right. So um, I think what Haley mentioned, the best way is to introduce just in some fashion the fact that you um you just opened a twitter account or something and like what's your what's your what's your twitter name or something where you can if you don't have the courage to answer or to ask for the number in that moment at least
0: you can hang on to that string of some sort of, you know her name i got an idea actually it just right. came to me actually and um something that a guy did okay. once in the plane after we were talking was he gave me his business card and then i in return gave him mine and that was kind of like yeah. a more formal really cute way and then right. You know he had my number, and, return, and that always gives her the option to like return the business
1: card. So too. I, I'm gonna give a little bit, yeah. of a more direct response. Okay, <laughs> okay good. As okay. wonderful <laughs> as it is to make Haley and Christian more E-N-R- comfortable, E-N-R- I, I apologize I want... by the no, way. No, 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 these are no, uh, because as I was saying before, <laughs> and Ian, you, you probably what? couldn't hear this part, we were giving a disclaimer <laughs> that like this is just we're all trying to work it out. So I say, if you know what you want, ask for it, it's the only way that you get it. If you know, if you'll say, oh, right. if you think in your head I want on Facebook, want of course, you know what I say. Day. The only way to get what right. you want is by asking for it. It's just so, finding, finding the courage, I think, is the hardest part for a Oh, Ian, Ian, you I have the courage to take the out. challenge, so you have the courage yeah. to ask for the yeah. phone number. Even if it comes out a little bit shaky, you say, you know what, I want your phone number. And Ian, and you had the courage to call in. I've listened to so many... Pr-
4: programs podcasts radio shows where i thought oh my god i want to call in but i would never call in because it's too scary you called into a show you can ask a girl for her number it's yeah. the same balls man right. and, yeah. and Ian, this well, is i will
2: a, say Ian. that what i left out is that i wasn't nervous because we we're at the we we're at the uh the, the luggage rack and there's some other guys and i know the guys they're looking at me and they're thinking man i wish i would have thought they had that look like i wish i was talking to her of course but i really i wanted to take her away and be uh, i guess it would my hesitation was trying to get her away so I could ask her in private. Why? So she picked up her bags. She's like, hey, it was nice talking to you. And I can tell, like, here's my opportunity. Should I chase after her? You know, should I wait for my bags? He,
1: I'm going to give, give you a little tip. Me so me. I, I okay. you probably know this, but I wear uh, usually a hair elastic around my wrist. So this is for me when I used to have extreme approach anxiety, extreme social anxiety, like fears of ever doing what I wanted to do. So um, I was actually in Australia. Uh, when I was doing this, and I would go out and practice approaching people every single day, and mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to go home till I approached ten. And so I took this, <laughs> I wow. took this hell, uh, rubber, <laughs> I know, I took this rubber band and hair elastic that was around my wrist, and I would go three, two, one, go, and I would snap the band, and I would have to do whatever it was. And the the, the <laughs> thing that I taught myself was that. It's about the act of doing it, not about being successful doing it. So for right now, mm. this girl, you met her, you talked to her for five minutes, she could be in your life forever, she could go away. She's not anybody substantial for you right now. Right. But what is substantial for you a, is taking that chance.
2: Time. I do have one other question, because I do have another opportunity. Uh, this Sunday, there's a girl that, uh, and I, I don't know if you remember me emailing to you that um, uh, she goes to the same church that I go to beautiful gal, I'm Catholic, you know, I, I'm assuming she's Catholic because we're, going, we're both going to Catholic Church.
4: Yeah, She's actually and a Jew. Always, to yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry? It's nothing, nothing. It's a horrible <laughs> joke. No, go I, on.
2: It's always hard to, to make that transition. to but I don't want. I see her every Sunday that I go to church well,
1: and just well, making
2: that transition.
1: Let me ask you something, okay? Um, so w- mm-hmm. this transition is from seeing her around church to... Having some sort of interaction with her, I understand that it's that in your mind it's difficult to make that transaction. But you don't have anything with her right now. There is no, tra- oh, it's not transition, not transaction, but there, there's nothing. You have nothing with her right now. You either. have you staring at right. her. You have her looking. At, eventually, you're going to become creepy because you, you're thinking in your mind I should be approaching her. I should be talking to her. Right. Um, so stop worrying about what other people are thinking because nobody, no, ooh, nobody gives. <laughs> A shit about what you are doing with your life. I'm sorry. I wish everybody was watching Maybe me that's and caring about me uh, but they're not. So nobody's watching, nobody's judging you. So take right. action go after what you want and if she says no, just say, okay Then introduce me to your hot friend over there. The next one will say yes. Exactly. (laughs) If she says no, Protestants, church is usually right down the street. Exactly.
4: New (laughs) religion. Change religion. It's all good. (laughs) That easy. And
1: and Ian, man,
3: listen, buddy. The worst a woman could say is no. That's the worst they could do. I think the worst thing for you, what you just realized, is the missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That will eat at you.
2: Right. I know you'll drop it in a second. Yeah, that that missed opportunity, it just. You know, from this weekend, from World Day weekend, when I didn't ask that woman, and I'm thinking I had the perfect opportunity, and it's just I keep beating myself up about okay. it. And I don't want it to happen again. You know, yeah. I just want to be able to have that. So here, here's tonight.
1: what I here's what I want you to do, Ian, okay? So I, I, think, want, I want you to, first of all, email me after you've done this because I'm, I'm holding you accountable yeah. to do this. I want you to write down a rule for yourself, and the rule is right. if I see a girl that I want X with, I will do it. Doesn't matter about the I- outcome. And you're going to write that down and you're going to post that on your mirror in your bathroom. And you're going to look at it every single day so that you remember okay. that that is your new rule that you follow, that you you're have to follow.
2: But again, you kind of cut out. For oh,
1: time. I oh, said, time. I don't even remember exactly what I said, but if I see a girl that I want to X, so you want to ask for her number, ask her out, ask her to go have sex, ask okay. her to kiss, whatever it is. I am going to do it no matter what the outcome. Okay. Okay. So just so you can right. remind yourself, you you can do it. You called in here. You already started a conversation. Just take it to that next level.
3: Yeah, and this girl at your right. church, you should plant the seed. Like, you know, I, I know you haven't talked to her yet, but just walk up to her and be like, Hey, I'm Ian. I just want to, you know, compliment something she's wearing, okay. give her a quick compliment, and be like, "Nice meeting you." I'll see you around, and walk away. That's it. And I guarantee you, she'll know who you are from then on.
4: Ian, I am a, I right. am a Catholic as well, and I know that the. I think honestly, you shake hands at that part of the mass. I don't know technical words because I'm a really flaky Catholic, right. but mm-hmm. get in the row in front of her, or get in the row behind her. You'll have that opportunity when you have to turn around and shake everyone's hand and say, peace be with you. You can look her in the eye and give her a nice smile. And also with you. And you initiate uh, a familiarity with you. It can happen right. maybe every other mass you have, you know, and not in a stalking way, but you get in the same vicinity. I remember going to church in, in, in high school, and this one guy who did actually have a crush on me always sat behind mm-hmm. my mom and I. And he mm-hmm. eyeballed me, and it, it was like I knew my mom would kind of nudge me and say, there's that guy, and he was handsome. So it was like I knew, but, I mean, nothing ever happened with it at all. But, right. um, you know, right. initiate some sort of familiarity between the two of you.
1: And let us know that how it goes. Perfect. We want to yeah. hear Will you call us back
0: and I'm let us sure know how it goes? Yes. We love saying who's our
1: first caller. I think it's fantastic. Well, Ian, thank yeah. you so much for calling in. You're awesome. Thank you. Um, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Great talking you to folks. you. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Right. Yeah, keep good reading luck, Ian. and love keep it. responding. Godspeed. Yeah. Right, you. <laughs> you. can do it. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right.
4: Bye. bye. All
2: right,
4: bye. There's, a, there's an altar in a church for a reason, guys. <laughs> So I think we have to, are we going to go to a break in a second? I think
1: we are going to go to a break. I'm I'm like off I'm riding off a high having a phone call right now. It's fantastic. Well, thank you, Ian. That was awesome. And if anybody else ever has an issue or a question about women, then you can call in to 323-622-8623 and we'll be back in a second.
3: This is Dr. Drew, and you can now hear every episode of Dr. Drew Podcast at podcastone.com. There's no place else you can get comedy, sports, entertainment, health, and advice, all the podcasts you really care about, like mine, the Dr. Drew Podcast, and a huge collection of other great shows, too. That's podcastone.com. Go to podcastone.com for the best podcast out there, like mine, Dr. Drew. That is podcastone, O-N-E, podcastone.com. You're
2: listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. I could slap your face raw.
4: Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. Real advice straight from the source, women and then half of one. That's me, Kristen the, the half. Um, so before we get into our second uh, half of the show, I just wanted to say you guys are awesome for listening and we uh, thank you for that uh, from the bottom of my shallow heart. But uh, if you want to do us a little favor, if you enjoy listening to us and uh, want to support us, go to um, podcastone.com and then go to our Ask Women page. You'll see the logo. It's the big the big lips. Um, click on that page and you'll see the Amazon logo banner. Just click on that and do all your shopping on there because, as you know, if you listen to podcasts, uh, we get a little kickback and then it helps us –
0: Keep Live. doing this. Keep doing this. I mean, Amazon's the best. It's
4: so the best. You can buy anything. I just bought my mom a. My voice is cracked. Um, this is amazing. I just bought my mom a head massager because my her and my father don't touch and she <laughs> loves works. it. Yeah, she loves it. So it's easy. And the other thing you can do so that you don't have to think every time because I know thinking for me is difficult. Just. Save that as your homepage that when you click on that banner and it will always go through the Ask When podcast. So you won't have to go back to podcast One to do it
1: so bingo I love it yeah so go to to our Amazon page and then also
4: buy a
0: bride but you know that's what we're here for yeah Yeah. Uh, that's a
4: donation
1: actually we'll be making (laughs) (laughs) to you but uh, also rate and comment on iTunes and tell your friends oh yes please Mm -hmm. please go on iTunes and give us five stars write comments uh, that are you you can actually say that you hate us but just make sure that you uh, rate us with five stars because that boosts us up and validates us and helps out a lot yeah Yeah. and we
0: love to hear what you want to hear we want to know because I feel Like, you know, like Kristen and I were saying, we're not the experts here. Marnie is. But we're here just to represent other chicks, you know, like where we come from and what we know. So tell us, like, what you liked, what you didn't like. We're here for you. (laughs) I'll take it personally. So, so Haley,
1: you were saying, because at the break you were talking about you and your fiancé. And actually, I want to talk about how all of us met our significant others. But yeah, what was it about him that made you like him. Well, so I was like
0: Miss uh, Late Bloomer, just to put it out there. I didn't, I was pretty, you know, I, I was like kind of a good girl. I still had a good time in high school. But once I got into college, I got a little crazy. I kind of really explored. I really started to date. I had like a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say, unlike Kristen, I did date a lot. And, you know, it was tough. I felt like I was constantly kind of, you know, not all the way there. I, I had had a few kind of serious boyfriends. But when I met Dave, it was... It was instant. It was something that was totally different. Um, and he was really direct. I think one of the biggest things was there there weren't really any games, which, you know, I mean, everyone plays things differently. But, like, he was, he was the guy, when he showed up on our first date, he was standing outside of the car. It was kind of adorable. Like, with the car door open.
4: Oh, and wow.
0: I, he was, like, waiting for me. And I had been, like, you know, opening my own doors and dating a few two comedi- comedians <laughs> and, uh, you know, paying my own way for way too long. So... I think it was just this, like, chivalrous thing that was so unique and um, refreshing. I don't know. What, what about you? No, I'm sure. Well, and actually, me? I
1: want to ask more questions. Oh. So tell me about how you got on the date because that's, yeah. that's where the attraction starts, right? Yeah. So, so these guys, the guys that are listening, I'm sure a lot of them want to know first step. So, yeah. So tell me about your first interaction and what he did and why
0: it, it worked on you. Well, it's really interesting, actually. We met through mutual friends at a New Year's Eve party, like, nine years ago. Oh, Um, so we met one magical night in Denver and, you know, it's a little blurry. It was, New you know, and so we met and I remember talking to him and we made out in this like backroom coat check thing and it was really exciting. That's hot. It was super super hot. hot. Very Carrie Bradshaw. It was very, oh, and I was totally into sex in the city. I kind (laughs) of felt like Samantha that night, but it was just a make out, you know, we made out like in this coat check thing and I never saw him again. Really? So, he didn't ask for your number? N- uh, he asked for my email. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See? See what happens yeah. when you go for email nine See? years later. Nine years. All right. exactly. This is how we learned. Ask ask a a phone we learned.
0: number. It's the ask snail of dating. But. And then he had on Facebook, he saw a mutual friend. Like, you might know this person. Oh, really? And it was my picture. And he clicked on it. And he messaged me. I get this message. And I'm like, wait, I recognize that name. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, do you want to get drinks? It's like one line. Nothing, like no fluff. I was like, wait. A, a replied, did we make out in a closet <laughs> on New Year's Eve? <laughs> is eight that years what ago. Yeah. And he never addressed it, by the way, so I was still unsure about it. I was like, I think this is him. I'm not sure. And then we went out. So it, that was how it started. And okay. so I kind of had known him, but not really. But so there know? was
1: there was something intriguing yeah, it about was him that you wanted to go out with him. Because I'm sure you could have had many people who could have written that to you, and it wouldn't have been interesting. Yeah. So- can you I, maybe try and explain the difference? I, I do think that it's a sexual connection um, and
0: something about having that instantaneous like chemistry with someone when you're like in a closet on New Year's Eve and it's <laughs> right. really hot and then you never see them again. You have to like wonder like what Who could happen, them? you know, and he was so direct and that was like a really big turn on to me. But from that point on, after the Facebook message, it was only phone calls, there weren't, um, you know, maybe follow up texts, but to ask me out and to really, once you got my number and everything, it was just phone calls, which was a huge lady boner turn on for me. For sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. Did you
3: have those nights where you just talked for hours and you're like,
0: I don't want to get off? <laughs> I don't want to stop. No, I'm not a phone talker. My <laughs> ear gets hot. I get antsy. I know. I'm pretty much watching another show while we're talking, anyways. Yeah. I'm like, just come over. Haley's like, I'm not <laughs> a phone talker, but totally want to do a podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. I <was> like, what? <laughs> well, these don't burn your ears the same way no, that a cell don't. phone does, so it's very different. It's a good point though. But it's fine. So I, m- I have too. so many more questions, but before I get to the questions, I, I, I want to hear a, a little bit more about Kristen. Facebook is so involved in this conversation uh, right now;
4: it's humiliating. <laughs> um the way I met my boyfriend um is when I was at, we you know we both live in Los Angeles currently, but we 're both from upstate new York originally he 's from about twenty minutes away from my my hometown oh wow, and um when I was in high school, I was like i had i was like horribly bullied and I had like no friends and like it was awful but i <laughs> I was a dancer, and so all of my friends were from other towns and so my best friend Jen was from his town. I didn't know him, but Jen and I were like inseparable and she would always say his name and I had never met him because they both went to the same school. I didn't go to that school. I didn't know people in her world as much as, you know, if you went to her school, you would, you know, whatever. So anyway, I would always hear his name. I'd always hear his name over and over and over. So I had a familiarity with just his name in general and that was probably from the time I was like 16. Oh, wow. And then um, he said to her at one point, when we were like, he's a year younger than me, when we were like eight, when I was 18, and I know totally, and I went away to college, um, he had said to her, oh, like I really like Chris McCartney. She's like really hot or whatever. And so she knew that there, he was interested in <laughs> did me. They talk like that? <laughs> yeah, he did it basically. And so I had always heard his name. Now my, I am in a different portion of my life away at college and I come home and she said, do you want to go see my friend? And she says his name, do you want to go see his band? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Sure. Just because I had heard his name for so long. And like, she told me he thought I was hot. Anyway, I, I, I go. And by the way, the band was playing in a church, uh, gymnasium yeah, they were. so it was super what was their super name? turn on um, modified block style and they're yes. actually putting together a record right now which is funny this is many years later but um, they were they used to play with gym class heroes all the time they they were I don't know they, they did decent anyway that's not the point of the story so I go to hear the band I see him for the first time and I thought oh my god he's like really handsome but the first thing that went through my head was like I would have nothing to say to him Because he looked so mysterious and standoffish. Was it
0: the guitar, though?
4: He was standing behind a keyboard, Mm. and he was kind of looking down. He wasn't really talking to anybody. But it just made me like, oh, my God, he's way too cool for me. I would never – we we couldn't talk. And then that was it. And so then anyway, like five, six years later – he oh, so never talked to him did, that so day. I never talked to him not a word not a word what? I was like no way that kid is like way too cool for me it's so like
1: Ian missed opportunity I afforded.
4: know. no but I didn't I mean I didn't have any interest in pursuing him at that point because I was way at college and I didn't even really know who he was I thought he was cute but it wasn't like I was like oh my god I have to have this guy in that right. moment it was just like oh yeah that's him so then anyway um about five six or more years later I was moving to Los Angeles he had already been living in Los Angeles for two years he heard I was moving here contacted our mutual friend Jen and so then Jen put the word into me Um, I'm dragging the story out way too long (laughs) no it's good but anyway all of a sudden I get a friend request on Facebook from that name that I always know. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy. Oh my God. How is this
0: the same story?
4: Right. It, Cause we're, you're also from where Dave's from. So I was like, Oh yeah, that guy. And then I accepted his friend request and I looked through his pictures. I was like, yeah, he is cute. And then that was it. I didn't think about it again. And then he, about two weeks later, he wrote me a message. And because I am a huge, huge, huge Larry David fan, curb your enthusiasm, Seinfeld. And he is as well. He wrote to me, Actually, no, it was on MySpace. He wrote... This was a while ago, yeah. (laughs) This is super dating myself. He wrote, um, marry me, question mark. I mean, you love Larry, I love Larry, it just makes sense. And it was almost like, for everyone else, that sounds crazy. But for me, it was like fireworks had just gone like boom, 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 boom. It was like the finale. Because I live my life by the philosophy of seinfeld and i know that sounds ridiculous and no, and i would a never, lot of people do and i would never meet other people like i went out with a kid in college um who hated seinfeld and i literally broke up with him because he didn't like it seinfeld could be a deal breaker it, it yeah. was I, he i turned it on TV once or shows. something yeah and i was like then we just aren't going to connect and no. i know that from the from the get-go so him bringing up larry david larry david's my hero it was like We're meant to be together. And so then from there, um, we started the back and forth because I hadn't moved to Los Angeles quite yet. So, I mean, that was the starting portion when I came to visit. We started hanging out and then, you know.
0: It had been brewing for a while, though.
4: Yeah, it was weird because it was never on the top of my head. It's like if something, it usually is going to hit you just out of nowhere. You know, it wasn't like I was like this guy, this guy, this guy. I was like, there's something about this guy, but I don't know what it is. But he just kind of kept coming back. Okay. You know. And then what keeps you attracted to him? It's that uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> it's that uh, mutual understanding and perspective on the world. Um, that's really important to me um, because I always felt like I wasn't really interested in dating because all the guys that I came across, we didn't share an understanding and um, way of thinking. And I would always feel disconnected because of that. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy that's from the same area as me. He gets where our you know our backgrounds are similar, our families are similar, and there's this under common ground. And then all of a sudden, you realize your sense of humor is similar. You know, your take on the world is similar. You want the same things in certain ways. I mean, we're different in a lot of ways, but you know, all of a sudden, you start building. It's like you want to just be some,
1: with someone like yourself, and that's right. actually from Seinfeld as that's well. That's the but. truth. Right? But so yeah. as, you, as you started dating, like, how did you figure these things out about each other? How did you know that you had all these commonalities? It was just like one. If it was just like commentary, you know, I'd make
4: a comment about something, he'd make a comment about something, and I was like yes, and then he'd be like yes, and then all of a sudden it was like this building thing. So every time we went out, I was excited to connect with somebody. It was a connection, you know, over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that does lead to a lot of, I mean, physically I found them very attractive, but that leads to um, a chemistry
1: physically and mentally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, because the guys that I work with, I tell them a lot, you know, if you don't have a, a latch on point or a landing point or a connection, when you do approach a woman, similar to like Ian, you know, when they're having their five minute conversation, if you don't have that connecting point. Even if you get her phone number, she's not going to answer the phone the next day. Right. You were just a guy that she had a conversation with for five minutes at the airport. But when you do have those connecting points, uh, there is a reason for you to talk again because you've created curiosity. You have provided excitement and you've created something that's very familiar to her, which I believe creates a feeling of addiction Mm -hmm. to that other person. It makes you feel special. It makes them feel special. But overall, it makes you think in your mind, he gets me. And I, for me, that's... That's a very addictive feeling with men. And even when I interact with women as well, it's like, you understand me. Right. So um, I know a lot of guys, when they are talking to women, they forget to share things about themselves because they're always so focused on what does she want to talk about? What does she want to hear? Let me ask her 30 million questions so she can hear more answers about herself. So by the end, she knows way more about herself, but absolutely nothing about you. And there's no connection formed. Right. So so I love what you're saying about how or what kept you interested in your boyfriend other than you. You know, you find him dazzling and and adorable, but the fact that you had commonalities and that he understood you and he Mm -hmm. understood your quirky way of thinking and he respected it and, if anything, like really admired and celebrated it, which is awesome, right? So I think really without,
4: I mean, without that, it would have just been like, oh, that guy's cute, he's cute, whatever.
0: It was really Move on, Larry but, David that brought you in. Right. Right it really
1: was. I actually yeah, know him. I, I know. So. know him it's creepy. Time, it's so funny it it that you say the Seinfeld thing. Because I know two other couples that are obsessed with Seinfeld. And that's like that's like their bonding point. Like one of the girls, every time I hang out with her, she has at least two Seinfeld references. And she's like, oh, that's like when Jerry did this. I'm like, no, it's like when you're doing this right now. <laughs> not right. when Jerry Seinfeld Well, that's why he <laughs> and I, I can't something. invite people over. Because we would just creep them out
4: too much. Because we'd be like, oh, there's the scene in in, in Curb when Larry, you know, it just... It gets. I mean, we don't take it overboard. It's like if it comes on occasionally, we'll sit down and watch, and then you know, quote it back and forth for a little Admit while. It, you but, haven't left your house for a yeah, week exactly. until today. Exactly. We're not exactly. that creepy about it, but it was that. It was that uh, basic
1: foundation. I love that, and then so H- can, that. Haley, what about you? So, what keeps you? What made you want to say yes when your uh, boyfriend proposed? Have you seen her you? ring? It was the ring, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> Seinfeld in like, a <laughs> ring.
0: Well, I feel like I'm a really independent person. And so I needed someone that was comfortable with that and really confident in his skin. And um, there's a sexiness about confidence that I can't even describe and about someone who has his own thing going on and he's really confident in his own skin. And no matter where I bring him or what we do, I know that he can go off and be fine with or without me. And that initially was what was like a really big turn on as we started dating more and more. But then I think over time um, we – he 's just as weird as I am i mean we we do share like Kristen was saying the same views on kind of the way that we want to you know live out our lives and what 's important and and, um, you know, he doesn't mind when I want to watch the voice and he's getting into it cause it's a really fucking good show. You guys,
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, but I stopped watching because I can't, Shakira just doesn't do it for me. Neither does usher. And, and
1: I,
3: I have no respect for that show just because it's a great <laughs> show to me, no. and I like oh, okay. it better than American right. Idol. Oh really? But that show has not produced anyone who has done shit in this town.
0: That's true. Is that and true? And because true. of it, it's I, great entertainment.
3: I, a great entertainment, but their artists are like be artists. It's like I'm looking at American Idol. There's philip Phillips. I just listened to his album, love it. You know, there's um, Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Underwood. Uh, there's uh, Kelly Clarkson. All these people are talking the charts. The boys is the new charts.
0: though, so take it easy.
4: Yeah, but Kelly Clarkson was, was the first, first winner.
3: years, years, was was they're, they're, years, years they're,
4: they're,
0: they're getting actually,
3: Even know. the X Factor overseas produced those little munchkin boys. I What's think we just name?
0: found most Week Spot. One
3: Direction and they're huge.
0: Competition musical like, shows. Yes, and boy bands maybe.
3: <laughs> I, I just like you know. I like a show that produces something of worth, and they just all they uh, produce is just entertainment for the moment. So I enjoy The Voice, you know oh. but I can't take them seriously as as actual. Haley's <sighs> getting
0: oh, worked I'm getting, up. I'm getting heated up now. I'm getting heated up. Okay, here's the deal with The Voice. You're watching whatever it is that makes. Sorry to go off topic. That's but okay, it has to do with dating too. Whatever it is that makes someone. Um, charismatic You can't take your eyes Off of them Like one night I was watching And I was crying Yeah I was fucking crying In my living room Because it was like You're seeing these people Like evolve and become And you can't figure out What it is Or why you like These five people But the package deal That they bring Is so unique That you're suddenly Drawn to them Even if they're not The best singer And I think that's the same With dating It's like
1: There's something about That package
0: That's literally, true And not literally That really kind of Brings you You know
1: To them Yeah it's but that's true. interesting. So okay, so I want to continue yeah. with you and Dave. So in the beginning, you said that his confidence is what attracted you. But I know you said you can't even explain it. But could you try? Yeah. Like what? What as a woman? What? What is it when you're around a confident well, man? What does it mean for you?
0: It means a couple of things. Um, I feel like it wasn't always about him. Having dated a few comedians in the past, it was always kind of the so-and-so show or whoever you know. And, it, and I feel like it was really nice to have someone who's confident enough to be able to really contribute um, to the conversation and it wasn't always bringing it back to him, which was a huge turn-on. And he's extremely intelligent. And intelligence is, I think, top-notch. Someone that's always introducing you to things or, or like knows exactly what you're talking about but can like show you more of it.
1: Oh, that's my turn-on, too. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm
0: like, oh, I like what you're saying, but I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask You've you this. educated
1: me. Yeah. Let me
3: ask you this, because I, I think there's a fine line sometimes with a guy who is confident and, and not protective of his woman to the point where some women feel like he doesn't love me. So I'm going to try and do things yeah. to, to make him jealous. Does he in his confidence – because you're a very sweet girl and I'm sure you might Aww. go out somewhere and you're so friendly and a guy might take that as, oh, she's hitting on me and, and yeah, cross the happens. line. And then your man comes in the picture. Does he step in and be like, hey, buddy?
0: No, actually, it's happened a couple times. I was out at the bar um, a few weeks ago, and I was just talking to some dudes. Just, he was at the bar getting my drink. So I was just chatting him up, having a gay old time, doing some high kicks, you know. And they were like, what the hell is going on? We were having a great time. And he walks over, and you could see on their faces it was like shock. They had no idea. And I kind of clicked for me that, oh, they didn't realize I was dating. And so he just introduces himself like a friend. And next thing you know, he became their friend.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, started talking, something. and I
0: was like, what? It was very strange. Yeah,
4: Dave, I mean, if you m- meet Dave, you'll see he's, like, the nicest guy in the world. So even if there was sort of, some sort of tension that was building, it would not really build to the extent because he's a really, really nice guy. And they'd be like, oh, okay, they'd end up, like, shaking hands and...
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that comes from a place of confidence, though. Right. Because if you're insecure, you want to be like, oh, look at me. Right.
1: Because you know, there's a lot out. of guys
3: out there that are like, hey, bro, don't be touching my girl like that or right. you're going to get this fish." Well, actually, fist. I had the
1: opposite when I first started dating my husband. Because yeah. um, I am a huggy, grabby person. I talk to everybody. Uh, and I first started dating my husband. And I remember we were out one night at a bar. And he was with his friends. And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to this guy. And like, I literally like grabbed his waist for a second. And that's just the way that I interact at that point i was also 24 but that's me i am very fine with putting myself out there that way and if somebody else misinterprets it that is on their shoulders Mm. um but i remember my husband got really mad at me because of that behavior and that was one of our first arguments because he was trying to tell me to not be me and i had a really hard time with that and eventually i understood more about what i was possibly putting out there to men um and so I definitely toned it down a little bit, but I am still myself. I will talk to men in front of him. And now that my hun- husband understands me more, he will do what, you know, Dave did and just come up and be like, hey, you know, and then put his arm around me. Not in like a protective, like, you better not touch my girl, but in a, I know everything's because cool he and it's you okay now. and he trusts me. Yeah. In the very beginning, he obviously did not trust me very yeah. much or was dealing with his own issues from a past relationship or had his own insecurities. Mm-hmm. But we definitely worked through that.
0: I think that's more common too, I, I, and I can see too. Like you feel like you're being boxed in, not allowed to be you. But really, it's also there are different boundaries that come in being in a relationship. Yeah. I've ha- I've had to kind of edit myself because I'm a hugger. I hug everybody, and yeah. then I realize like maybe I shouldn't be hugging everybody right. all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I so. mean,
4: it's been it's been <clears throat> that's been a sore spot for me as well because, per, you know, doing some stand up. That means you're around dudes all the time, and so because I'm not the most affectionate girl in the world, you know, I know <laughs> he gets a little, little c- concerned, you know, because I'm not always, you know, oh my God, I love you, I need you, I love you, I need you. It's not just not who I am. I'm, right. I feel very not. I feel very phony when I do things like that. So when I am trying to book a show or you know communicating with a friend whoever, about something to do with what I'm pursuing, you know, the text message comes in and all of a sudden there's like a little tension because it's like, oh, who's that? So, I mean, that's been a that's been an issue. And I know neither of us have really addressed it properly to where it continues to build, you know, that's something that we definitely have to work on. And I know we're both procrastinating because it's not something that well, you want to deal with. Can I ask you a question?
1: What would be the best way for him to bring it up with you? Because if it's not being spoken right now, it's just separating the two of you because there is this unspoken thing between you. There's tension. It's where nagging comes from. Uh, anyway, it builds and builds and builds. I, I You're advise, telling me. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what, what would be the way for him to handle it as a man? To, and for you to still be attracted to him and not to hate him or feel belittled as a woman.
4: Um confidence about the whole situation, not
1: showing no insecurities. But and what if he did have an insecurity? What if he honestly said, "I this makes me insecure." Is that like you're like, "Oh, deal breaker, I'm not into you anymore?" No, it it makes me, I guess it I guess it irritates me because it takes energy.
4: I mean, maybe I'm being selfish, but it takes energy for me to deal with that insecurity. And it sounds very selfish, but I feel like I have, you know, over five years, neither of us have shown any uh, hint of straying or doing the wrong thing to where there shouldn't be that trust. So I get frustrated when there is that insecurity because I've done nothing or he's done, you know, neither of us have done anything to continue that feeling. So that's why I get frustrated because I just think at this point, you should know what I'm right. doing. Doesn't
0: feel justified, right?
4: Mm-hmm. And I've also expressed, um, you know, in moments of just emotion that because of that feeling of insecurity, it's really put me. It's really put me in a hard position because I will isolate myself from other people and I won't be as social as I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing but on your personal on career. Him? I, you do a little bit, but I also have to take responsibility to know that I chose to be in a relationship, too, and I, I, either of us could leave at any time. So, you know, I'm cho- I choose to stay and, and all that, so I don't want to place any blame. But I do feel that there is the moment where he gets insecure, I feel a little resentful because mm-hmm. I think, well, do you know how many people I'm not talking to?
1: Yeah. For well, you. Does that you know? lower, that does that lower yeah. your
4: attraction towards him and your connection towards him? It lowers the connection for sure, for sure. Because whenever there's that tension, it's a gross feeling, you know, when there's that support and la- when there's that support. And I guess what Haley says is there's that confidence and that is so attractive, mm-hmm. you know, so if there was that confidence of like, my girl's doing her thing. She's, you know, doing this weird career, and she's crazy, but she's going to do it anyway, and give me, you know, and give me a hug and say like, "Go get them or whatever. That f- would feel good to me, and that's where the attraction would grow. But when there's the insecurity,
1: it's not attractive, and then it, you know, brings up all of their issues. And it feeds it feeds more and more, yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> well, I, I know that when um, yeah. I have an insecure moment with my husband, I can I can sense that he has an insecurity, and it goes unspoken. It's like my brain just starts going in a completely different direction and I find that I, – I brings up everything that I think is unattractive about him. And I question a lot of things until we speak about it. So now – you know we've been together for 10 years now so now we know to talk about it but in the beginning it would spiral me in another direction because i'd be like oh so you're insecure about this oh you're not a man oh you're not this oh i don't enjoy our sex life all these things until we would have a conversation about it and it would be spoken and you end up building this mountain of evidence suddenly that when you talk it's like
0: it's not just that one thing it ends up being that huge fucking you know mountain we're not right for each other yeah exactly i I used to do that too
3: i think for men when they notice a situation like that um it's it's not that it's your intention they that pisses them off. It's the other guy's intention that's talking to you, right? Because that guy's thinking, "Damn, this girl digs me. I'm gonna probably take her home tonight." Yeah. And he's and that's what this guy is bringing to that conversation. And as a man, you know, you see your girl interacting with that, not just interacting with that, but feeding that fire. And then it's like you can't really help but get protective. Or well, I, I'm not a jealous guy. But I've noticed, you know, lately when I go out in social settings, if there's a guy who's on my girl in the wrong type of way, it, it gets there's just a feeling. I don't act on it. You know, I'm the guy who goes up to him and becomes his best buddy. But
0: deep down, you're pissed.
3: But deep down, you know, I get that urge as a man to want to protect what's mine. And and I know that could be chauvinistic, but th- that's I, our that's our primal being right there. I do out. it
1: on the opposite side, you know. Like I'm it very trusting sense. of my husband, but if I see him talking to some cute girl, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go over and become her best friend it's very true. quickly. I'm not gonna go over and stare her down and be like, "Get your paws off my man." But I, I think you're right. It is an animal instinct to to do that. So like maybe we could try and advise men based on like what Kristen was saying like how how could they handle that situation so I understand like going over being friends with them but then what is the conversation when you get home with your girlfriend or girl that you just started seeing do you address it yeah Uh, well I say yes but what do you guys think
3: well if you peed on your girlfriend and then she went out isn't that (laughs) wouldn't the guys pick up that scent and just walk away
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah So that's what we've learned today. No, you're just fired. urinate on your girlfriend. I just, I just mark spent your the weekend
3: in the woods. So one, oh. of, one of the words of advice, because me and my girl were staying in this, like, Mongolian tent, like, awesome. overlooking, like, it was in the Sequoia National Forest. The stream was right there. We're in this Mongolian tent. It's real sexy and awesome. And then the guy I'm staying with, he's like, yeah, there's a lot of bears around here. You need to piss around your tent to mark <laughs> your territory so that oh the bears God. don't come and eat you and your girl.
1: That's interesting. So did you?
3: Oh, yeah. You loved it. I loved it.
1: So how do you apply peeing around your tent to the
3: real world? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, you know, it is kind of marking your territory per se. Um, <laughs> if your girl is in a conversation, you see guys kind of taking it to the next level. I agree with walking up to them, yeah. you know, introducing yourself, being part of the conversation, not letting it get to you. Um,
0: What if she – I could see if – and it's cool if like you walk over there and she puts her arm around you. But what if she kind of like doesn't really do that? Maybe it's a new relationship and she's still kind of talking to the guys. Like would that piss you off?
3: I've I've seen situations where it's a new relationship and for some reason there's nothing set in stone. And girls will like flirt with another guy deliberately in front of the other guy. And for a woman, that's just completely wrong. At least have the respect for the gentleman. I agree. Unless this guy that you're meeting is the one per se, or right. there's just something so there. But I
4: think a girl thinks that brings up her her points. Yeah, you know, makes her look I- better. Oh, well, look at the guy talking to me. What you called it something last week you, oh, when you did? were refer- you were referring to your friend who's a dating expert. He's a man and he always has good dates. Um, and Oh, having- it raises his value, his, his value. social value.
1: Yeah. Like for, yeah. So I always think, Oh, cause I know it yeah. works on men. Cause I, I will say I've been that girl and I'm na- dating somebody new and I am showing him that I am desirable because I'm not completely secure with what we are yet. So I want to make him a little bit jealous or That's I want dangerous. him to look over at me. And I, am, I do realize as I get older, there's a lot of men who will be like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. But, but for, for men who are listening to know, just, just know that like, we're I wasn't doing that to be like, "Let me let me fuck around with my date right now." It's really from an insecure place. And and
3: that's so true, and yeah. I feel like men need to recognize that yeah. because that's the moment you need to step up as a man and and outside whatever that moment's happening there later on that night, you know, if there's an argument that comes out of it, normally those arguments are good because it's saying, "Look, I like, I like you a lot. You are mine. We are a serious couple together. I don't you don't have to go do that anymore." and i and i agree with you i think it's women who aren't getting some sort of attention or a strong base of i love you and this is real mm-hmm. they're going to go out there and kind of create that tension for themselves you going to get the attention
1: up. somewhere else exactly, exactly. exactly. human beings act
0: up human beings horrible, have the weirdest mating dances mm-hmm. it's we so are weird. and we're also
1: insecure and mm-hmm. we all just we just want to be loved it's true well what well, we mm-hmm. were talking before today about talking and discussing Testing and playing games, mm-hmm. and I, I think that this is a great segue into that conversation because, for, for okay, on my site, the Wing Girl Method, um, I I tell men, women do not test you for sport, and I get yelled at so often by men saying like, "Why do women test? Well, they're manipulative. They're doing these things on purpose." And I, it, it literally frustrates me because I'm like, they don't test you for sport. I don't go on a date yeah. and say. I'm going to give him these three tests tonight and see how he does. It's literally coming from an insecure place. Yeah, exactly. And it creeps up on you. And all of us are uncomfortable. All of us are insecure. And all of us are trying to protect our own egos. So the sooner that you can recognize for both men and women that both sexes are kind and we're good people we're just a little uncomfortable and acting from that place of discomfort to protect ourselves and, yeah and you don't also know where someone's
0: coming from their history
1: i used to do this thing where i was be,
0: i'd be like you know what it's just not working sorry it's been a really good time it's cool <laughs> actually you're awesome hopefully we can stay in touch it's cool it's just not working for me i would constantly do that and yeah I constantly test dave and every time he would be like Stop it. And I think at the end of the day, we need affirmation. And you don't know where someone's come from and their experience. It's like, you know, they, they're kind of fucked up afterwards.
1: Yeah. That's a, actually a really good example because I used to do that too. And I'd just be like, I just want to hear that you like me. Yeah. I and just want to know. Yeah, you need that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You were going to say something. I saw you <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, ah, I've something to say. No, I just,
4: um, I'll, I'll, no, no, believe me, no one wants to hear it.
1: Well, I do. I want to hear it. But but, <laughs> but in it. terms in terms of um, testing, so for like a lot of guys, they'll be out at a bar or a social setting and they'll approach a girl and they'll say that this woman tested them in some way by saying like, oh, you're just a really nice guy. Or are you gay? Like a, a comment like that, which it, for a me. a dick comment. But for me, I consider that... You're just looking for a friend. Like, you're that, like are you gay? Literally, I need yeah, to go well, shopping. It would be. No, or like a challenging question. I, I don't know. So like... What are some, I'm putting air quotes because I don't like that they use the word test, but what are some other things that you may have done in your dating lives with men that may have come from an insecure place, but men could have seen as testing?
4: Oh, well, I know for, I mean, oh God, I, for me, I think uh, one of the things in this relationship, um, he was with a, a girlfriend previous to me and they had a cat who is now my cat. And so I had to his child. Yes, yeah, so I had some insecurities about this cat that I like am so in love with coming from another girl. So like I would make sure that he, you know, I I would test kind of. Um, wait, so when did you get the cat? And you picked it out by yourself? I mean, this is a horrible example, but that was something that I felt insecure about. So you and would ask questions. I would subtle ask questions, subtle questions, and I was in no way trying to make him think I was testing him. And, and again, it wasn't intentional. It, it was, was just was it I want to know that this that I with is like our cat. You know? So it's yeah, an it was it was a test. Yeah, it was an affirmation. And um But
1: do you think once I started as cleaning his litter box I was like okay, yeah, like, this is my mind. fucking yeah. commitment. <laughs> yeah. Do you think of it as a test? Are you thinking in your mind he better answer this right? Oh god almost and really? I, and i hate to say that but kind of because if, if if he gives her credit in the
4: ownership of this cat like oh we named her we named him this and we had bought him here or whatever i would start to get like a little territorial so i yes i did want the questions that made me feel okay that this is our cat and if i didn't get those i would probably let it go but i would feel a little bit maybe um pissed <laughs> right
0: or in, you know yeah, from insecurity. from insecurity insecurity and that's okay. where it yeah. comes from, I think. And I mean, you want to understand that it's like they, we're just all looking for some affirmation. And if you are into them, then tell them, you know, because I, I, I constantly would test my exes and even my current fiance. That's just how it was. To, I needed to make sure I always was so sick of feeling like wasn't working out. I needed to know, you know, that's why I, my, my big thing was just like walking away, being like, it's over. It's over. So but you
1: thought of it as a I'm just so obsessed with I, this.
0: You thought of it as a test. I'm going to test him. And see yeah. What and he I would even is. leave. I would like storm out and then I come back in. I'd be like, this is done. I slammed the door. Like, aren't you going to chase me? I sit outside. <laughs> I sit outside. Wait.
4: Yes. And by the way, men, And I go. Back <laughs> this is that. the one thing I can say for certain, and I am an expert, um, is that if we walk away, we want you to follow us. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. If I go in the door, or if I go in the door, if I go in the bedroom and slam the door, or because I'm so distraught, I probably walk into the door. But if I go in the bedroom and I slam the door, you better come in after me. And if you don't, nothing will piss that, us off That more. is That is so a test. That is I a used to do that with tantrums when oh, I was yeah. younger.
1: And then, but I would get like louder and louder and louder. Because all I wanted was for my parents to come in and right. be like, are you okay? And they'd be like, I'm fine. And right. like, then, and then close the door stuff. on them. Exactly. You, you want
4: them to know. You want to know that they want to give you attention. And yeah. as horrible and childish as that sounds, at the end of the day, this is all for
0: relationships are all to make you feel like you have someone But once you're comfortable then once you both have that security it's so awesome to be in one and like you know have this partner in life i wanted to say that like i feel like once you get over that hump yeah. shit gets awesome yes and but it like, the work it yes. is that hump of probably mutual testing and you know understanding that that comes from a place of just her wanting to know that you're there for her
3: so. and i think for for guys if your girl is pulling little games and doing these things uh, you guys got to look at yourselves because there's something that you're not doing. I, yeah. I've always noticed – because I've been in, on and off with my girl for 10 years. Wow. And whenever I had a wandering eye and I just wasn't in it all the way, she knew. It's, even though I wouldn't do it in front of her, she knew that for some reason my heart wasn't there mm-hmm. fully. But when my heart's been there fully and I've been 100 percent committed, she's the happiest girl in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. That's interesting. I would be too, Mo. Oh, yeah. I know. We like that head. Oh, Mo. I love it. No, this is a really good conversation because this is an honest conversation. And I'm sure there's going to be some people who are like really angered by this because they're like, why do women do this? Again, we're not telling you how women should act with butterflies and rainbows attached to it. We're telling you how we do act so that you can understand and be prepared to to, to handle these things and, and deal with us from a an educated point of view rather than also yourself getting wrapped up in the emotion and getting pissed and angry. Exactly. So, so yeah.
0: So tell us what you want to hear, you guys. We wanna hear your thoughts. We're here for you. Follow us on Facebook, Ask Women, or on Twitter, Ask Women Podcast. And also if you have questions, call us, leave a message. 802 ask Let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next week. And actually on, on Facebook, it's
4: Ask Women Podcast. There's something else called Ask Women. So don't go to that one. Go to Ask Women Podcast on <laughs> oh, Facebook. thank you, Kristen. Yes.
1: All right. Perfect. We All right. Bye, see you guys. Soon.
0: Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.